The, the one thing I've learned in, in, in all my background is that if you cannot measure it, you can't manage it. But if you set expectations and you, and, and realistic expectations, right, you really can help because there's going to be great days, but there's going to be bad days as well in this business. There's going to be deals that are right here and deals fall apart, right? It's mm-hmm. how do you deal with the mental health of that? How do you get back up and keep going? And, and I think if we set up this, if we set up a mentor mentality within our association, I just think it would help us move to the next level in terms of how we want to shape the future of Rousk. And, and I think that's super important. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser. Listen in as I interview leaders in our industry, getting their stories and their journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 237 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Today, we're headed to the Mount Dora, Eustis. I'm talking Lake County, Sumter County. I'm going to call it also the foothills of Florida. Um, now the elevation only gets about 350 feet. But let me tell you, when you're there, it's hilly and it's way different than the rest of the state. And we're going to be talking to Josh Summers. He's the CEO of the Realtors Association of Lake and Sumter Counties, or RALSC, as they like to call it. Uh, Very interesting guy. He's done some wonderful things uh, in his short time as the CEO of that association, including really getting prepared and and setting things in motion for the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm really excited to talk to him. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. My first question for you, and it's generally the first question, we need to know a little bit about you before we sure. start talking about what's going on today. A Florida native? That's right. All right. So um, I hear a little bit of, just a little bit of something in your voice. Just if I was a little. Like a, a wild guess, Northern Florida? Does that That's make right. sense? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> so whereabouts? Whereabouts were you raised? So, so uh, I grew up in the panhandle of Florida, almost in between Panama City, Florida, which is Bay County. In Leon County, Florida, Tallahassee, I grew up in the, uh, the uh, one of the very small towns. Uh, it's called Bristol, Florida. I know a little bit about the Panhandle. Um, first of all, it is a long ways from like the end of the Panhandle to Tampa. <laughs> I don't think people <laughs> realize how big Florida is, right? It's a stretch. Like I can get, right. can I get to Atlanta before I can get to Pensacola? I mean, seriously, it's. It's a, it's a crazy it, it, big it, it is It is quite a stretch. <laughs> but I will tell you, it's, um, to me, when I, so uh, you're not, I know you're going to be upset about this because my parents and my grandparents were, but I went to a school called, affectionately called Florida State University. My grandfather, okay. uh, my dad, my entire family, they're all Gators. They all went to University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose to remain closer to my family and my friends. But I will tell you that uh, when I graduated Florida State, I moved to a little town called Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And in my mind, um, of course, you know, this is before we truly had Google and things like that. When you could research where you were going, you just have to use something called word of mouth. And so I thought, you know, hey, Tallahassee to Fort Lauderdale, what's the big deal? What a change my life took because I was managing multifamily properties in both Fort Lauderdale and Miami. I had never been to Miami. I had never, ever uh, been to 71st Street. So it, it was it was a change for me. And so I grew up uh, rather quickly um, and learned about the multifamily business and have always been in some aspect of real estate in my career. 
I was going to say, yeah, you're one of the rare people that come right out of college and decide to go straight into the business. Generally, there's always something in between. So um, that's great to know. Somehow, though, we got to get you to the world of, of the association world, the nonprofit side of things, right? So how does that happen? How do you end up, um, you know, first of all, what was your first role with an association? Sure. So uh, the end of 2013, I became uh, the MLS director for what was formerly known as Bay County Association of Realtors. It's known as Central Panhandle Association of Realtors. And they were in transition. Uh, They were moving from uh, an older MLS system to a new MLS system. And I had run multiple properties and uh, had had experience in, 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 in training and teaching and education. And so I uh, assumed that role. It was a huge rollout. And the same year that we did the MLS conversion, I did a little thing called lockbox conversion. And so that was uh, <laughs> within a matter of months of each other, but it was really seamless. Uh, I kind of, I used my background and in, in terms of how to compartmentalize those items. And it was, it was very seamless. Uh, uh, I have still have so many friends and mentors and people that I truly love up in the panhandle that really supported my career. And you learn one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever gotten was from uh, Miss Eleanor uh, Burroughs. She was the CEO for formerly known Bay County Association Realtors for 51 years. Okay. Wow. And 51 years. And so I asked her one of the, the first days, uh, you know, on the job, I said, Miss Eleanor, what, What's the key? And she said, I want you to remember one thing. Never forget who you serve. And, you know, I took it from there. And that's been my mentality ever since. And um, I I truly love this business. And when you can, to me, because of my personality and my background, when you can help realtors understand statistics and how statistics historically will kind of tell you where you're going, albeit not a pandemic in the way. Um, you you can understand where uh, the the economy and, and and the markets will go, and I think uh, moving along those lines, and then I became chief operating officer at Emerald Coast Association of Realtors for a number of years, where I ran the MLS training, you know, education, uh, government affairs as well uh, is what I got into when I first got into this uh, in- industry, and really understood. I've always understood the power of the pack. But the Florida Realtor and the National Association of Realtors, the power of our pack is just second to none. We're the largest trade organization in the world, as you all know, here in the U.S. And, right. and so we really have a great voice. And uh, I learned from the best, I will tell you, and took this role December 1st, 2019, and haven't looked back. And it's been a, a true blessing to be here um, with great folks such as Angela. Um, it's just, I couldn't ask for better. Talk about coming right into a situation, you know, where you've got to quickly adapt. So you, you're relatively new to to the area, and I was relative. I want you to tell just some of the people listening a little bit about Lake and Sumter counties. Like I'm calling it Florida, Central Florida Hill Country. Is that a fair assessment? Um, a, a little bit. So, so my dad was with the U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, in the '70s and '80s, and I actually lived in Lake County in Eustis from 1978 to 19 about '83, and so we lived right off Oak Court. And I can remember as a kid when Dad would come out, and you know he would go to the orange groves. You know, I was running around these orange groves as a kid, and it's changed a little bit. But you, you know, where's the highest point in the state of Florida? You know where that is? Uh, no, Mount Dora. Mount Dora. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and so it's when you traverse this area, it's absolutely gorgeous. 
um, I invite you all to come. Our area is is, is extremely diversified, and I, I just um, I'm really proud to be here. Um, and I think that it's, it's kind of crazy if you look. In 2008, I was talking to some of the realtors and looking back at some of the data that we actually had. Um, and you know what everyone fears is, are we going to have a repeat of 2008? Well, in my opinion, the difference is the product that we have available. I mean, I've got we've got two two point three months of product left. So that means you know, obviously, as you know, on the absorption rate side, if we don't build another property, we've only got two two and a half months left. And so it's different now. Cash closings, it's amazing. January, February this year, our cash closings were thirty percent of the of the sales. They were pure cash closings. You know, March rolled around, we were about twenty eight percent. And so it, the market, it just, it always shifts, right? You never know. And it's crazy because while it's so unfortunate of what's happened with the pandemic and what's happened, the stock market continues to, to maintain. And so it's just, we're in a different world, right? And everybody says, what's the crystal ball? And the answer is, we don't know. We just have to react as, as the market dictates, you know? Right. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's look at those numbers a little more closely for say 2018, sure. 2019 and the start of 2020. How are things, how are things improving? So, so it's interesting. Uh, I like to always throw this number out to our new members. So in 2018, we sold two Lake and Sumter, sold $2.1 billion of real estate. That's significant. And in 2019, we closed $2.36 billion. Um, about 8% increase from 2018 to 2019. And, you know, already we, we, we sold 9,990 properties in 2019. In the first quarter before the pandemic, this is, would be March 2020, we'd closed 2,377 properties for a total of $544 million. So before this pandemic, we literally were on tap to have just an incredible year. And even when the market, again, was... Um, uh, tanking in 2008, they were selling homes, you know, uh, in the villages in, in this area. And so it's a great time to move. I, I think if you live in an urban area and with all the data now and the information, you know, how's that going to look in 2021? You know, where, where, where do our members come from? I think, as you all know, here in Florida, we have a lot of uh, folks from the Northeast that live here, uh, which impact our market significantly. And so, you know, how's that going to look based on what's happened now? You know, is there going to be a second round of the uh, COVID-19? You know, who knows? Who knows? There could be a lot of people wanting to escape from the Northeast, um, having had that, you know, experience. Um, it, right. it definitely could be. And I think Lake and Sumter counties could be a huge beneficiary of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys know the number yeah. one place uh, – homes sell and people move to obviously is the villages. I mean, the Florida day, everything shows that. So we're really in an incredible spot right now. You know, we don't need to lose sight of, you know, how can we help protect our area? Um, you know, what can we do to help better, um, you know, our communities? And, and I think we're taking a lot of those things in, into consideration as we move forward. And, and we have those uh, new uh, residents that move from certain areas, you know, to make sure that we have these things in place because We've, we've done, our, I think our uh, areas have done a really good job of trying to protect our residents and move through this process. Can we touch on the villages for one second? Because it is sure. this, it, I, I was uh, blown away by the size of the villages. First of all, <laughs> it stretches into three different counties, yep. right? It's huge. Talk, is there, there must be some, there's got to be a huge economic impact from the villages on, on, on the Lake and Sumter County economy, 
right? For sure. It, it is. The, the, I mean, they basically make the economy. You know, and they come in and you see how it affects uh, uh, in certain areas, like in the panhandle, you have your tourism, right? Walton County had, you know, that was a, a billion dollar business. Well, here it's it's the same concept, but this is literally where everyone comes, you know, the snowbird mentality. I'm waiting for a new data to come in so I can kind of be more specific with that. But the impact is huge. Um, and, you know, if you look at I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to come in the in the in the coming months of how many formerly Dade County, that's Miami, Florida residents are moving here. You know, how many uh, Northeastern residents are moving here. And, and I think it's going to have a huge impact. And you're, you're right, Bill. It's, it's massive. Bill, have you ever driven, have you driven through the villages? Oh, I, I just bits and pieces, not, not deep into it, but I've kind of passed yeah. through edges, I think. <laughs> so, but No, I was going to say, isn't there like 10,000 golf courses in there? Something, am I close? <laughs> okay. that, that's, Absolutely. And the breweries and, and the way that they have developed that from a strategic standpoint is incredible. You know, the Brownwood area. I mean, I love going over there and, and just kind of walking around the area and uh, just the, you know, I'm, I'm a brew pub kind of guy. And so I like to go and sit and relax. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to see that growth, truly. Mm-hmm. And there's guilt, there's thousands of guilds. They have a guild for everything. Well, let's, let's talk about where we're at with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the, sure. We felt the full effect of the shutdown in Florida mid-March, right? I know that's when right. at Fidelity and Chelsea, right? Susan had to make some tough decisions, send people to work from home, and uh, we all had to figure out the best way to make it go. And, and we're recording this on May 4th, so we're entering the seventh week of this shelter-in-place rule. So let's talk about how do you feel? Do you feel pretty positive about how the real estate markets responded? I do. Uh, we still have closings going on. You know, for us here, uh, we March the thirteenth. My board, we made the decision to close the office to the our members, our affiliates, and our public. So the following week, we worked inside the office. We set up everything remotely. So from an operational standpoint, um, that following week, uh, we literally shut the office down. I come in here by myself. My accountant will come in here uh, once or twice a week to cut checks, but everyone else works remotely. We set them up on Ring Central. We utilize Zoom meetings for all of our committee meetings. And so we've adapted rather quickly, just like everyone else. When are we going to open our office back up? We'll see. Because of this pandemic, the problem is we don't know what we don't know. Um, do we all want to open our offices back up? I have my employees that cannot wait to come back in here uh, because you know they've been around their spousal units a long time and their kids and they're ready to come back in. I don't think anyone will say I want to work from home in quite some time after we all come back to work, honestly. Um, but we, but we, um, we, I communicate with my employees every day. We're on zoom calls. And so we make sure things run well from an emergency preparedness standpoint. Uh, I prepared our, our phased uh, return, uh, which will be part three phases. But again, it depends on this, you know, pandemic, you know, Orlando is is 45 minutes to the south. It's the most visited city in the world. And we have primary and secondary members between the Orlando Association of Realtors and Rousk. And so those crossovers and, you know, if you look at the incubation period, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but if you look at the impact of that, you know, I have to protect my staff and my members. And so it's better for us to con- to operate in this manner because out of an abundance of caution, we have to do this. Um and we have to make sure that we follow all those protocols, the C, you know, the CDC guidelines. And, you know, you have some members that would like us to open sooner rather than later. 
but I would rather be extremely cautious uh, through this process versus just blatantly saying, you know what, let's let everybody come in because now we have to set up where people stand in the office. You know, we have to have Purell, the hand sanitizer. How many people do we allow in the office? So we have those protocols in place. Yeah. I think great leadership in, is critical during a crisis. Yes. Um, you, you, you answer to a lot of different audiences as the CEO of a board, right? Because there's you yes, got sir. your staff, your staff. That's what you talked about. You've got officers, elected officers. You've got a board, mm-hmm. uh, and you got members. Right. So there's a whole lot going on there to try to stay, keep everyone kind of informed, and we'll call it steady. So talk, mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. So it's a great question. So what we uh, have continued to do is is put information and messages out. Addie Owens, our 2020 president. It's done a great job uh, messaging our members about the things that we're doing. If you go to the Rouse.org website, we actually have a COVID-19 tab. You can click on that. It tells you how to get your PPE, the uh, some of the loan information that's been totally confusing and an absolute nightmare for some of my members, as you all have, have seen in the state of Florida. Um, our Florida Realtors CEO, Margie Grant, has been working tirelessly to work with the state of Florida to help our members out. Um, to make sure that we get that information prepared as well. You also, I, I was talking to Laura Fangman, and we, we both know Laura, right? I've had Laura right. on my podcast, and, and uh, you were able to really get your, your class schedule switched quick. We actually uh, moved very fast. So I uh, uh, work with Laura to be my online uh, coordinator for education, something that no one was ever doing. And so we had webinars set up. We're working on uh, uh, continuing education for our members that she's providing. I partnered with uh, one of my good friends, David Bennett, CEO of Pinellas, a realtor association. And David, we got on a call. And I was like, hey, man, let's talk about doing this collaboration. He goes, nobody else is doing this. And I was like, let's do it. So we collaborated as associations. So when you log in through our interoffice software, LAMPS, we can log you in. You can sign up for classes and take your classes. We also have uh, third-party vendors that will give you your C's if you need them. Uh, we've moved to an online new member orientation platform. And so we've done some really, really cool things. We've had our webinars. I don't know if you guys have seen our webinars, but they have been really incredible. I've worked with my team. We came up with this little challenge in May called the Rouse Healthy Challenge. We've all been eating. I have been eating too much. And so we came up with our healthy challenge. And so for your $25 um, Realtor uh, RPAC investment, you can actually join our challenge and we will work with you and you'll see little information of challenges every week to try to get you back on the, on a healthy path. Um, I personally need it. I mean, you can see right now, I've got to get rid of this stuff. Um, but y- you know, we, um, we've tried to keep our members engaged. I feel like we've done an incredible job of keeping them engaged and it's our job to serve them in this manner because as the fear creeps in, um, well, my goal was was to be to try to try to deter some of that. So the more webinars, the more education, the more information we were putting out there for them to read and to see and the light in the tunnel that that we wanted to create a more calming environment. And and I think we've done a good job with that. I have to ask you the toughest question of all, and that's uh, you mentioned crystal ball earlier. But mm-hmm. the one question we get all the time: What do you what do you think the future holds? What do you see for the rest of twenty twenty? If uh, obviously we're recording this, but we're not going to hold you to it. <laughs> it's okay. I learned a lot in my multifamily experience, and and when when all the long when everything went belly up, what do we have an abundance of? And we had an abundance of product. 
And again, I'm not a scientist. This is just me talking. Um, I look at our absorption rates, right? How much product is available right now? Our absorption rates aren't over five. Our absorption rates are nowhere near the levels they were in 2008. Um, you know, right now in March of 2019 in Sumter County, we had a 3.66 months worth of product. As of March, 2020, we have 3.32 months of product. So we're not out building our product. What we're doing is, is we're keeping pace with the demand in my opinion. And I think if we continue down this road and people are going to panic, right? We all do. But if we just, once things calm, whatever that new normal is, I think we're going to come out and we're going to be okay in my association because we have such a sought after area to live in. You know, our taxes are low. If you look at the products and services that we have, uh, we have an incredible amount of, um, of healthcare providers in our area. And so all those things coupled with kind of a crazy environment where you live outside of here, we, we bring you a warm environment to live. In, and I believe that uh, we're going to be okay. We had a little chat before we went live, Josh. And uh, I think you said coming up next month, you have 51 new members coming onto that's your right. board, like new orientation yeah. for new members. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this question. That I've asked everybody that's ever appeared on the podcast and that's what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just starting in the business? Find a mentor, find a mentor that has been doing this, that can walk you through all the pitfalls that you don't even know about, because just when you think you're going to get here, there's going to be something else. Find a mentor that can work you and help you through the world of real estate, because this is an, an incredible profession and you, you have the ability to make unlimited income potential. You can do it. Just find a mentor that can help you through that. I've heard a few people say, uh, that if you're going to, you know, ask someone to, you know, mentor you, you're going to go up there and ha ask that question. You're going to take them out for a cup of coffee and pick their brain. One of the key things you must do is if they tell you to do something, do it and then go back and show them that you did it. I mean, because <laughs> so many people just want to have a conversation. They go, ah, I can't do that. I'm not going to be a part of that. Right. I, you know, Susan is, a, is a, a great motivator for our company. She does these things where if we, we're going to talk about this, but then it, it's instantly followed by, okay, so I'm going to see a result from you on Thursday and you on Friday and Carolyn's going to follow up with you on Tuesday. I think that's critical, right? Yeah. I agree with you, Bill. I think the, the one thing I've learned in, in, in all my background is that if you cannot measure it, you can't manage it. But if you set expectations and you, and, and realistic expectations, right, you really can help because there's going to be great days, but there's going to be bad days as well in this business. There's going to be deals that are right here and deals fall apart, right? It's mm -hmm. how do you deal with the mental health of that? How do you get back up and keep going? And, and I think if we set up this, if we set up a mentor mentality within our association, I just think it would help us move to the next level in terms of how we want to shape the future of Rousk. And, and I think that's super important. Josh, one last thing. If someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, uh, my uh, email address is josh at ralsc.org. They can reach on my cell. It's 404-695-6929. I've had that number, uh, that Atlanta number since 1998 or nine. So reach out. Anything I can do to help, I'm here. I really appreciate your time. I hope that I've uh, given some light and helped you all out. Um, and I just, uh, I'm thankful for all of you and, and what you do for us. 
And we'll continue to do this. And I promise you, we'll make it through all this. I promise. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash resessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to realestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter and be notified whenever a new episode is released.